right, everyone. This week on the Jungle Gyms podcast, we're getting ready for Mardi Gras. So we're talking Cajun food with Chef Nick of Cajun Island conveniently behind me. Are you ready for another great episode? I am. Here we go. Ooh. Welcome to the Jungle Gyms Podcast. What's up, Banana Bunch? Mark here with another episode of the Jungle Gyms Podcast, baby. I got another juicy one for you. It's Mardi Gras time, so we are joined by Nick of Nico's Cajun Island to talk about some Cajun cuisine and his sauces that we conveniently carry here in the jungle. But you know what? You know that's not all. However, before we get into the show, this is the part of the show where I ask you to hit me with a juicy review over on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Reviews are huge for us, and I want to be the biggest show of all time, but I need your help. So I want to break 100 reviews very soon. Let's do it by the end of March. And guess what? We're not even 20 away from that goal. It's really easy. It's very simple for all of us. Okay, moving on. So I love getting to meet all of our shoppers, and I've teamed up with some of the door greeters here, like Tammy and Patty, to alert me any time that they meet someone that's traveled a great distance to come to Jungle Gyms. So it was Tammy this time. Uh, She comes hobbling over to me as she's in the midst of some physical therapy right now. And I'm editing. So I take a look up from editing and I see these crutches flailing in my window over here to get my attention. So I run out and she's got a group of guests with her and I want you to meet them. All the way from sunny Peru. Actually, technically I'm right outside of Cusco right now. First off, welcome to Jungle Gyms. Thank you so much. Uh, what's your name? Uh, tell me a little bit about yourself. Well, uh, my name is Angeline Kiplinger. I am originally from Peru, uh, but I live in Fairfield Township. Oh. And this is our favorite store to shop because we can find a lot of ingredients from Peru. So you guys are uh, uh, lifesavers for that. Why well, I love hearing that too. And <laughs> you've brought some family in as well. Yes, they are visiting. My niece, Romy, and her husband, Marco. They are from Peru, excited to be in Jungle Gyms, the famous uh, international market. I love that. Well, and welcome to both of you as well. This is really cool. So I love it. I, uh, yeah, I imagine it's got to be hard to find ingredients from home all over the place, yeah, right? Yeah, well, I moved to uh, Fairfield um, like uh, 20 years ago. Okay. And was nothing around except in, here in Jungle Gyms. Sure. Uh, my husband is from Ohio. And he uh, loved to shop this store, but he didn't know that they have an area for Latin America. When I came in here, I was very surprised to find ingredients from Peru. I was so excited shopping for everything because we miss, look, the one thing that we miss the most, besides family, of course, right. is the food. Yeah. And, uh, and we love to eat and eat well, so we are happy to find ingredients <laughs> in here. <laughs> I love it. Is there anything that you all came in specifically for today? Or just yeah, to- well, yes. So, um, and right now, I'm looking for ají amarillo. Is this type of peppers that taste so good and is used for cooking. Practically all the Peruvian dishes mm-hmm. are made with uh, ají amarillo. Uh, so funny you mentioned that. I had a chef in two weeks ago, and we made a... Uh, we made a uh, uh, an appetizer together, and we I, I've never heard of those peppers in my entire mm. life until two weeks ago when he oh, used really? that in a recipe, yeah. and now I'm hearing it again. It's very funny. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut no, you off. I was just no, very excited. No problem. <laughs> no, that, it, it, because what happened is Peru is in the, uh, in the top 10 best uh, culinary destination. Well, it's the first culinary destination in the world, and two of the best restaurants in the world mm-hmm. are from Peru. Oh, wow. Uh, I think it's in the fifth and the tenth uh, um, uh, what is it, level uh, from uh, this uh, event that take place in England. Mm-hmm. And so we are very proud of the Peruvian cuisine and it's one of the best in South America. That's amazing. Yes. I'd like to try. Is there something that you would recommend to somebody who is unfamiliar with Peruvian food that I should be, that's really about me? Uh, yeah. What should I try? <laughs> okay. Uh, well, 
If you uh, travel to big cities like, uh, for example, Florida states like uh, Florida and Miami specifically, mm -hmm. uh, if you go near the state of New York or New Jersey uh, and California, you will find a lot of Peruvian restaurants. Okay. So if you are lucky to find a good one, uh, the best thing to try right now that is not too um, different flavor mm -hmm. will be Lomo Saltado. It's a Salted uh, beef, okay. like a lomo fino, um, filet mignon. Okay. Filet mignon uh -huh. with onions and peppers, and have a little bit of ají amarillo, a little bit of soy sauce. Okay. And it's very tasty and, and it's served with fried potatoes and rice. Sounds great to me. Yep. But the reason why Peruvian food is so good is because uh, it's a fusion of uh, different countries. Our, our country, Peru, um, welcomed several immigrants, okay. Europeans, because we were conquered by the Spaniards, mm -hmm. and also Germans, Italians. Uh, from Asia, we have uh, Japan, China, wow. and uh, Africans too. So each uh, people from those countries, they come with their own recipes, but they couldn't find the ingredients. So the, uh, they use the Peruvian ingredients to adapt to their food. That's amazing. And that is why the Peruvian food is so tasty. And the other reason is because we have coast, the, the mountains, mm -hmm. and the jungle. Oh, wow. So if you visit Peru one day, I hope you can, because how I say it's, it's the best destination for uh, gastronomy is Peru. Uh, you have to try uh, food from the uh, from the coastline, is seafood oh, yeah. mostly. From the mountains is uh, beef, okay. steak, pork, and grains. Sure. And the jungle is uh, river fish, fruit, and vegetables. Wow. So and um, and beside that, the difference between north, central, and south. It makes a big difference. So each city that you visit, they have the specific dishes. Oh, I love that. It's very tasty. Yeah, yeah that very sounds good. great. Mm -hmm. What would be a dish that you would recommend that's a little less common? That uh, I'm Le willing to be adventurous. The ceviches. Oh, the yes, ceviches. Yeah. Okay. The best ceviche in the world is the Peruvian ceviche. What What makes it the best in the world, in your opinion? Because it's uh, very tasty. It's very very strong because it's raw fish mm -hmm. cooked in lime juice. Onion, cilantro, a little garlic, oh, yeah. and hot pepper. Do you imagine all those flavors oh, combined? Yeah. It's delicious. It's very refreshing, very healthy. Yeah. Because there's no fat involved, nothing like that. Sure. Very healthy. And if served with a side of sweet potatoes, uh, corn, or yuca, or potatoes. But the reason why they serve with sweet stuff is to balance a little bit because okay. it's a strong, acidic, uh, spicy. Plus the sweets give you a nice balance. Yeah, it's like a nice, well-rounded. Oh yes, exactly. Oh, I love ceviche too, so I'm I'm on board. I'll try. <laughs> okay. That's so well, you had to come to my house to eat one time. I, I will. I'm <laughs> waiting for the invite. I mean, I'm, okay. I'm ready. I don't have plans. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's so cool. I hope you find everything here. I'm sure you will. Yes, I I, I always find everything here. I'm so glad. I I'm love happy. That. I'm happy to have Jungle Gyms close to home, really. Me too. I, it's, uh, you know, I don't think people here often recognize how lucky we oh, are yes. to have a place like this. Oh, no, yeah. yeah. It's it, awesome. It, you know, I grew up on the East Coast and split time between, like, New Jersey and New York. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of used to it. When I first moved to Cincinnati, it was like, oh, there's, there's, there's not a whole lot of options mm -hmm. here. And then now it's like, I mean, you know, and heck, that was just two different parts of the U.S. And I was the same way where I missed the taste of home. I miss yes. my family too, yeah, but exactly. same thing. So it's really refreshing. And I love to getting meet people like yourselves who come in here and it's just so cool to me. I'm like, oh, I get to learn a little bit about it. Now I've got some recipes to try. So yeah. that'll be really fun. Yeah. It would be very fun. I can't wait. Well, welcome again, everybody. Thank you, you so time. much. Yeah, it's my absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. I actually hope to join you all for dinner very soon, and I hope that your friends enjoyed their time here in the greater Cincinnati area as well. Now, those of you watching the show might know this, but those of you listening to the show might not. You may have heard recently that we're moving into creating more video content here on the show, and that's awesome. 
So as we work out our best formats, you'll notice that we'll be posting more clips to social media as well as our YouTube page. So I'd recommend that if you want to see the action like you're about to hear in this next clip, check out the show over there as well. Subscribe to us on YouTube and all that good stuff. Now, I do want to warn you, however, that some of our upcoming content was produced prior to us getting all of these cameras. So we will have some segments that don't have video yet, but big ones like the one you're about to listen to will absolutely have it. So anyway, I had Jim from International come join me again, and you'll likely hear from him at least once a month on the show whenever we switch our discovery section. Now, if you didn't hear me chat about this at length on last week's episode, and yes, that's a hint that you should go and download and listen to last week's episode first, Discoveries is a really cool section at both of our stores where we showcase some of our favorite products based around a theme. Now, it's usually a particular country or an event, and this month is Cajun food since Mardi Gras this week. Jim was kind enough to bring in Chef Nick of Nico's Cajun Island, which is just outside of Columbus, Ohio, and we got to eat a bunch of his delicious food. So let's talk Cajun and international with Nick and Jim, shall we? And uh, today, as you can see, uh, this is part of my Mardi Gras special, and we're doing a whole Cajun section. So I brought back returning guest, Jim. Thank you so much, Jim, for making this happen. Sure. My pleasure. Yeah, my pleasure. Are you kidding me? I see all the food on the table. Yeah. And hopefully for those of you watching the YouTube version of the show, you're going to really enjoy this. But more importantly, the guest of the hour today, Nick from Nico's Cajun Island Cafe. How you doing today, Nick? Oh, pretty good. I'm really glad to be here today. We bought some uh, chow here for everybody to sample. We got uh, some etouffee. Or we call it also uh, crawdad gumbo. We have some blackened chicken with our famous bourbon sauce with whiskey and amaretto in it. Some uh, red beans and rice. And we also bought some gator gumbo. I am so excited about this. So should we just start with a little sampling first? You think mm -hmm. that's a good idea to start with? Let's yeah, I think that's taste a great it. Idea. Yeah. Okay. So I'm actually going to take my mask off because, well, I thought this was a funny idea. At first, it's already incredibly impractical. <laughs> All right. So I'm going in. I'm going crawfish etouffee first, baby. I've already started on my gator. So. Oh, my gosh. Instant little bite of heaven here. Yeah, that, that, that crawfish, man, it's really awesome stuff. But we use a little bit of the, we blacken our chicken. We save the juice, and we use some of the juice in the, uh, the gator gumbo and the, uh, the crawfish, uh, crawfish gumbo. And we, we have a big order that we call uh, the etouffee. It's so good. Just a significant, the difference of the two sizes. And then our red beans and rice, we also use our blackened chicken juice in that. And then all of our, mm. uh, all of our uh, red beans and rice are, and our gumbos, we also use the, uh, the sling blade um, reaper sauce that uh, K. John makes, which he's a, oh. friend, he's a friend of ours, and he actually helped get my first case of sauce in the Jungle Gyms, which we only had the teriyaki at the time. Oh, that's great. But, well, uh, it, We love his stuff. Well, we love having you here, and that was why I was so excited about this in the first place. Is like Jim was like, "Oh, you got to meet this guy. We've got his sauces in the store. He's got a restaurant too. This will be a lot of fun." And I think it's fun to. I don't know a ton about Cajun food outside of that. I enjoy it, but I don't know a ton. So my first question to you would be, "How did you get into this?" Like, well, you know, I grew up on a farm in Wisconsin, and uh, basically our our Sundays in Wisconsin were. Uh, Rigatoni with um, a bolognese and the Green Bay Packers, and mm -hmm. my mom had about five things she could make. Go she Packers! Could make hot dogs. She'd burn them every time, but I did learn a lot from her. And um, I decided I was going to go in the army and be a cook like my grandpa. Well, I went down to the mm -hmm. army, and they said you got to be eighteen. I said, "All right." So I, everybody else was close, so I went to the Marines, and they gave me a nativity. What do you call it? A naivety test. Okay. And they got all the questions wrong, and. They gave me the answers, and I got them all right. It was a miracle. So next thing you know, <laughs> I'm in boot camp in San Diego. I go from there to uh, Camp Johnson, which is called Montford Point at the time for my, my cooking and baking school. Yeah. I even remember the name was BSC 574. That was 50 years ago. But uh, I learned a lot there. They used uh, uh, Betty Crocker Laboratories for most of their recipes. So oh, wow. It was, it was good stuff. Contrary to what you hear you know, from <laughs> servicemen, we had good food in there. So uh, they sent me over to Hawaii for a couple of years, and I fell in love with that teriyaki over there. And hence the uh, teriyaki it took me 20 years to get it right. I wanted to be a little thicker, mm -hmm. hotter, and sweeter, and I, I was able to accomplish that. It took a lot of experimentation. And then I was uh, down south for two years in the military, and down in 
mostly in North Carolina, but I went a little further south than that, and I, I learned a lot there and working at different restaurants as an executive chef over the years. I, I experimented a lot, and I come up with the uh, uh, bourbon sauce was the uh, next sauce that I came up with. Well, actually, sweet blackened. We were doing a demo, and uh, a guy who tasted our, our blackened chicken with uh, teriyaki on it, and he goes, oh, where would you get that sweet blackened sauce at? And, man, I had a shiver go up my spine, like, oh, man. That's a, like the search for the last quart over there, right? Right. So I, I went and charred the spice, and I boiled into the sauce, you know, and sweet blackened sauce. We went to Albuquerque. We won the Scovie Award for it. Cool. So I, I was pretty excited about that, and we went down there, and we sold a whole bunch of sauce down there in Albuquerque at the uh, Fiery Food Show there in uh, Sandia. And then uh, I was in here. I was talking to the buyer one day, and he goes, Nick, he goes, uh, you know, uh, we need a soy-based bourbon sauce. We got this maker's mark, but it's a... It's a red sauce, which I'm sure it's a great sauce. Yeah. But uh, So I said, well, I'll tell you what I'll do. I said, I know a guy, Louisiana Grill. He's got a really good marinade. Mine's more of a finishing sauce, but what well, was going to be more of a finishing sauce. And, and so we got him in here. I sent him down here and talked to the, the buyer, and we got him in here. And then uh, I did some experimentation, and then I ended up taking that sweet blackened sauce, and I added uh, whiskey and amaretto to it, and I got that idea from the from – the, uh, if you ever had the, a drink called the Sicilian Kiss, it's a it's chilled Southern Comfort mm-hmm. with chilled amaretto on top. You know, whiskey usually burns going down, but when you put that amaretto on there, it goes really smooth. Ooh. Now down in uh, down south, they'll use uh, maple syrup in their bourbon sauce, oh, wow. and uh, they also use uh, they also use uh, oyster sauce in the bourbon sauce as well. And uh, I didn't really care for the oyster sauce because you, you know you always run into that. Uh, allergic reaction type thing with some people so I say rather I'm just eliminated that the whiskey sure. and amaretto do a fantastic job for that yeah and then you know we char that spice and, and then we cool it and we boil it into the sauce and the flavor just takes over people think there's some kind of molasses in there but I mean I get excited every time I taste it and I've been making it for a few years <laughs> and to be clear that is the one that we put on the black and chicken yeah is that's that what we put on the black and chicken it is and, uh, crazy we sell wings so like good. that our yeah. restaurant is in Reynoldsburg Ohio and uh, we've been there eight years, and we actually own the building and the land, so we've been pretty successful over the last few years. And when COVID started, when everybody was on a decline, we were on an upswing. We had a line out the door because we never served liquor, and we never, hopefully never will. Yeah. But uh, so when all the bars closed with restaurants, we were at a really great advantage, and we, were, we, done, we did very well because of COVID. Sure. And, uh, but I'm, I feel bad for the people that did suffer for it. And, of course. And... Uh, you know, we got a little bit of money out of that deal. Uh, the government gave us some money, and I gave all of my cooks money. And we put an air conditioner in the kitchen for the cooks and another air conditioner in the dining room. We bought a couple coolers. So it was, it was pretty nice to get that money that we didn't have to pay back. But That's amazing. We made too much qual- money to qualify for the second uh, batch, but we're all, we're all, <laughs> right, we're all right with that. And we're still going, doing good. I was in there cooking this morning, getting stuff ready, and we're looking for another great weekend. And... We only do maybe two, three thousand dollars a day. We're a little converted Arthur Treacher's fish and chips. Oh, cool! You know, and, yeah. And then a lot of our our sales also come from we sell uh, the gallons of these sauces, mm-hmm. which I don't know if you've seen those on a camera yet or not. Yeah. We have our sauces lined up here, and uh, we sell a lot of gallons all over. We sell a lot down here in the Cincinnati Cincinnati area, uh, just to name a few. We got Tags Cafe, and we got. Uh, S and Oaks uh, Country Club and a couple others ones that I can't remember. We sell we sell it online as well, CajunIsland.com, and we sell. I think Jungle Jim's our biggest customer. We sell down here and yeah, taking uh, the question right out of my mouth. Yeah, I was going to well, say, are we, we are we one of the biggest ones? Oh for yeah, you? and then we sell uh, a little bit. Uh, my buddy Mark over at Traders World, he's been he's been carrying it. Hot commodities, if you ever been there. Sure. But uh, this is a spot right here. We sell a lot here, and we're pretty uh, pretty uh, appreciative. And thankful for that. Well, I'm glad to have you here, too, too fun. I mean, honestly. And it was really nice to come up here and fix some food for you because everybody talks a great story, but the proof is in the flavors, you know? Absolutely. Well, and I don't care if this show is successful or not today. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, yeah. we may have to do a do-over. <laughs> yeah, we'll be, yeah well, I, I don't know if we told you everything we got here. I think you already went over it. We got the jambalaya. Mm-hmm. We got the uh, the blackened chicken with the bourbon sauce. Now we do serve that with a uh, blackened chicken with bow tie pasta. Mm-hmm. We served it here for when we did a demo here a couple different times, which we missed doing. But 
we uh, take heavy cream, uh, some dry ranch dressing, and then this Cajun spice right here. Mm. We use that for our cream sauce, and but that is also the same spice that we we char for uh, uh, for it to, to boil into the sauce. So you got one spice with two different flavors, and Ooh. then uh, that Cajun cream sauce is pulled over blanched uh, pasta, and then uh, we we put the chicken strips on in wagon wheel fashion with the scallions and red pepper for flavor and color. Then we drizzle drizzle with the bourbon sauce. Now you'll find that if you go down south, they'll use more rice. Then they do pasta. When you go up north, people want pasta. Sure. And my Cajun friends are like, hey, we don't have no pasta down south. I go, yeah, I know, <laughs> but they want pasta up here. Like I, you got to go what the we, customer we, wants. Well, we also right? have we also have rice for those who like it. We like uh, we like a uh, the uh, extra long grain okay. uh, basmati rice from the Himalayas over there. Oh, sure. And uh, those folks do a nice job with that rice and. It, it, it's, it's pretty. We color it to make it look pretty on the plate. You know? I love it, though. But it's got a great flavor, and uh, it's easy to work with. Well, and I was going to say, I really do love the presentation and that you've got a lot of colors happening, too, and a lot of flavor happening, Well, presentation too. and flavors, everything. I mean, you can make anything look good, but you got to have it tasting good, you know? got to have that back they end, right? It won't come back if it doesn't taste good. you got to give them some pretty healthy portions. Oh, yeah. For $16, they get about three pounds of blackened chicken with bow tie <sighs> pasta. And we put everything in carryout containers since COVID, because usually they ask for a carryout container anyways because yeah. they, they can't eat it all. That's genius. We got seafood, possum, blackened chicken Alfredo, blackened chicken quesadillas, blackened chicken. Uh, and everybody likes adding so uh, Cajun too. shrimp to everything they get. They go, I want Cajun shrimp on my bow tie, blackened chicken and bow tie pasta, or, or they just want some Cajun shrimp by themselves. And we got the big ones, the big sixteen twenty shrimp. So they definitely get their money's worth when they oh, come to, to our place. You know, we're not the the corporate place where you get a little tiny plate with uh, a little bit of stuff <laughs> on there for so, instead of being sixteen dollars at our place for the big plate, you know they're going to be twenty eight thirty dollars for a little plate, and you're still hungry when you leave. Oh yeah, and you know, no, well, nobody wants that. So. That, well, you should have ordered the appetizer. They'll tell you. Right. You know? Well, <laughs> hopefully this is just a, a, st a gateway to you opening a location down here for me, so I can <laughs> well, save myself the drive time. I'm coming you from Kentucky. <clears> when so. you get ready to buy a franchise, just let me know. Will you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm interested. We, well, it would lose money because he'd eat everything. That is very true. This is yeah, exactly. I use my own product, so. Well, I don't think he'd lose money because he'd be selling it like crazy. <sighs> that was nice. I love it. No, and and I'm super excited. And look, a big thing for me on the show is I, I like exploring these different cultures. I like being able to test all this different stuff out. And one of the things I was thinking about a bunch, because I've eaten a good amount. You know, I spent a good amount of time in New Orleans. I've eaten a, a bunch of Cajun food, but I kind of lack the skill to maybe explain some of the stuff. So one of the questions I had up front was like, what are some of the main spices or food components to making, you know, most Cajun dishes? Well... The biggest one they're going to, it's celery, pepper, and onion, which they call the Holy Trinity. Okay. You know, and, uh, and uh, <laughs> I love it. That, yeah. that's, that's the biggest one there. And then uh, roux. They like a dark roux. Okay. Well, I, when I make a roux for my gator gumbo and my etouffee, yep. uh, I, I, I make a dark, a dark roux. I just use butter. I just melt the butter. I don't, I don't uh, draw it out or anything. I just melt the butter. I, I put, when it gets melted, I put my flour in there. I get it up on high. And when it starts smelling like popcorn, not burnt, burnt popcorn, you don't want that, but when it smells like a, a good popcorn flavor, a, a healthy a, popcorn, a, a slight caramelization, okay. you know, that's when you, we, then we have, we have the reserved gator juice and we put that in there and then we, we build on that with some, uh, some uh, uh, so actually we use some chicken base in there for a little bit oh, for flavor, cool. which some places don't use bases. They'll want to use a, a demi-glaze or a, a, a vegetable or chicken stock or fish stock and sure. so forth, but... We cheat a little bit on that one. It's okay. That's all right. It, it, it works. But uh, it's so it is. But down in New Orleans, they like they like having those boils. They got the corn <laughs> on the cob, the rinsed potatoes, their uh, their crawfish. The crawfish boils are big, and they call them mud bugs. And we call them crawfish up here because people up up here a lot of people don't know what mud bugs are. You know. Right. So we we kind of go with the <laughs> with the how people think around here, you know. I, they, you know, I think that's a smart when idea. Doing, when you're in Italy, you do as Italians do. You know what I'm saying? That type of thing, right? <laughs> yeah. just, you just conform and and uh, you know and uh, maximize on making them folks happy. Oh sure, this is all delicious. I'm sitting here going torn between how much do I keep eating? And and I also <laughs> learned a lot from uh, Mr. Paul Perdome and Justin oh. Wilson, which. 
I don't worship him, but pretty close to it. You know, yeah, I mean, right. just, <laughs> they're on the list. Yeah, you know, Paul Paul <laughs> Bergeron was such a such a wonderful person, and, uh, and the, uh, some of the gave, best food I've gave, ever had. Gave a lot of Ooh. recipes out back in the '80s, and you know, a lot of the people uh, up north wanted to, you know, they say, "Oh, you need to take this out and that out." They wanted to take the salt out. Well, you know, a lot of people say it's too salty. I go, "Well, then don't buy it." You know, <laughs> we don't listen to. One person, we listen to the other 99 that aren't saying anything right. or that are complimenting <laughs> us. And I think that a lot of people fall short on, they listen to the wrong people. They don't think it out enough. Interesting. You know? uh, I mean, if you, if you take one of the top burger joints in the world, their, their burgers are very salty. And, you know, salt sells, you know. Oh, sure, absolutely. Some people are called the salt of the earth, you know, because they make, 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 make the world a good place, you know. Right, absolutely, yeah. And uh, I think that's, salt is important. It's like you know, salt. It's a, what are you? Salt, fat, heat, a little sweet, maybe pepper, too. Uh, you know, we now our, when we, we make our spice, we make our spice in a forty-five gallon drum. It's oh. actually a big ribbon blender, and uh, we just uh, throw. It's a lot of paprika, oregano, thyme, uh, granulated garlic, granulated onion, uh, black pepper, cayenne pepper, white pepper, and salt. And a lot of salt. It's probably almost almost half salt. And uh, you know, there's some other products out there like Slap Your Mama. That's that's highly salty, but it's got heat, and uh, it's, it's a good seller. You know, it's a real good seller. Our Cajun spice, it's, it's available here, and uh, it's not as salty as some of the other ones, but it's got a, it's got a decent amount of salt in it. Yeah, it's like good, but but I don't feel like anything I've tasted so far has been like overpowering with saltiness. Right, I mean, right. I feel it's like not your overpowering. Really it's balanced. just got a, it's just it's just it, it, it mellows out. Yeah. But, uh, the uh, the Cajun spice that you know that we make is just it's so important to, to what we do because yeah. you know we're charring it we we're putting it in, in, on our blackened chicken uh, charred and we charred the spice and put it in our sauce and then we also uh, uh, use it for our our bourbon chicken we we use bourbon uh, we use that spice in our bourbon chicken along with uh, you know Lowry's makes some good product we use some regular Lowry's some uh, uh, some uh, Lowry's garlic salt our Cajun spice uh, some chipotle p- uh, powder. And uh, and uh, we mix all that up, and we don't use the oyster sauce in our, our bourbon chicken, but we do flame broil it. <clears throat> uh, I've been to some places where they'll grill their uh, um, uh, bourbon chicken, and, it, and it's like, how do you ruin a piece of chicken? Like that? <laughs> how, do you, how do they do that? But they do. I'm excited and, uh, I'm off not air to find no out names, who they are. In all fairness, but uh, <laughs> if you broil that chicken, you know you're supposed to taste like it's like when you get it at the fair. You know, and that's how it's supposed to taste like. Yeah. If it doesn't have that that uh, fair food flavor, they're, they're doing something wrong. Not, I love they're that. Not, they're not broiling it. Yeah, you, and you, you've got this great, like, it's still moist and juicy while still retaining that, like, crisp on the outside, and mm-hmm. I'm getting yeah. that spice And that's, and that's the biggest thing, too. You know, let's, let, we'll talk about blackening for a second. Mm-hmm. When we blacken, we have uh, some brazers. They're about... Uh, they're pretty. They got a real thick bottom with a high side on them. Okay. And we put about a half... Uh, a half... Uh, uh, inch uh, to an inch of uh, soybean oil in there. Where uh, down south they'll use a lot of peanut oil, you know. But we use the, the soybean oil, and uh, I don't know if anybody's seen the price of oil lately, but it's up there. But anyways, and we use everything. it because it works. But we get that oil almost at the flash point. I always say there's a white tornado, like a circle of white smoke coming out of there, and that's and it's almost on fire. And then you got to get you put you, you bread your chicken. Your big we get the big double breasts, you know. They're about an inch thick. They're called random chicken breast, okay. and you char it on both sides. You don't cook it in that oil. You have to char it quick. It's got to be hot. That smoke's got to be coming out of there. Char one minute on one side, one minute on the other side, and we shingle it in big sheet pans. And then we put it in the oven for about an hour. Oh. And uh, that's where it cooks is in the oven. Cool. Now, I'm sorry, not an hour. It will be two It's half hour in the oven. And, and we, we have that oven at 500, and then we pull it out. We let it rest and cool, and that's when we... Uh, put it. We take the chicken off, and we'll slice it up as we need it. Like you'll see these, you see these slices here. How nice they are! Yeah, they're good half-inch slices. They're huge. Yeah, I was know? gonna say. And then, uh, then we, we we will reheat those for the orders for the bow tire or the strips or whatever they get. Right. And then uh, that juice is uh, frozen and saved for when we make our our, our other dishes. You know, Love it. but you do not cook it in the skillet. You char it in the skillet. You Alligator tastes like chicken in the oven. That's how uh, times you'll get. Uh, black and whatever, you know, whether it be chicken, ribs. We do also do ribs, which we won the first place Scovia Award on the Cook It Up wow. in, uh, in Albuquerque at the Cindy at the Fiery Food Show. But uh, it's got to be charred and baked. 
Well, let's talk a little bit about some of your accolades too here. I mean, obviously, I see I see a weekend of fire uh, one from uh, one of our old. Yeah, uh, we did demons. a couple of shows here, and yeah. you know, we get a little fancy on the uh, on the decorations. You know, we wanted to make it pop. You know, and yeah. and I, I really get into it. My my grandson Blake, he's helped, and he's actually grown up at Jungle Gyms uh, for <laughs> the years, it. and everybody watched him grow. And and then my uh, other son Alex, he'll come out and help us out sometimes, and. I had my other son David here once or twice, and and friends and so forth. Everybody wants 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 to come with me and help out, and we made that uh, long trip to Albuquerque a whole bunch of times, and we got uh, all the Scov all these uh, products that got the Scovy Award, which oh. I was amazed that we did as well as we did. Yeah, especially because it was one of your first times out, right? Because yeah, there was a lot of competition. Yeah, but the first time we only went with teriyaki, and we sold five thousand dollars with the teriyaki. Then after wow. that is when I got into the Cajun cook, and I've been a chef at quite a different, quite a few supper clubs and restaurants sure. over the years, and you know, I put a lot, a lot of different thoughts together, to, you know, and listen to. I listen to a lot of people, and I guess I hope everybody's listening today because you can make some really awesome food if you listen. You know, and yeah. just uh, it's all about. It's not just the ingredients, but it's also the method. Yeah, it's yeah. like having a little passion behind what you do yeah, too. Passion, and, and you have to have a lot of discipline. And it is hard work. Oh, yeah. You know, if you don't want to work hard, don't get into the restaurant and sauce. <laughs> it is hard work. And, you know, when you feel like you want to stop that day, you just put the left foot in front of the right foot and you just, you just keep going. Keep walking you, on out. You, that, that, that <laughs> you know, I, I, I've been a little last 16 hour days in, you know, starting a restaurant. I'm literally blood, sweat, and tears all, all, all the way. You know, some days you don't think you're going to make it when you first start out, but yeah. you just keep, you know, keep your eye on your goal. You were, you were asking a lot about, you know, what they do down south, down yeah. New Orleans, and, and uh, you know, there's there's a lot going on down there. I, I made a trip to Bourbon Street once or twice. And, yeah. Uh, man, is that a blast, I'm telling you. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Just, there's a lot of culture down there, and and uh, it's a, always a little little side little side of the road places that are always going to be the best food, you know. Yeah. Uh, Bourbon Street doesn't, you know, it's okay. Uh, of, uh, poor, poor boys. Right. Poor boys. Poor boys, great you know, I always thought like poor, poor boys. It's like uh, I don't. I never seen a cheap one yet. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, they're that not very cheap. We don't have them on the menu. <laughs> I was like, we'll put the shrimp on some rice or some pasta instead of a poor boy. <laughs> you know, but, but they are. They are. Don't get me wrong. They are popular in certain cliques. But uh, we put poor boy. We put a five dollar poor chicken poor boy on the menu. They didn't sell. They. They want the sixteen dollar. That's crazy. Uh, oh. Black and chicken dish, you know. Yeah, I mean, and, and good on them too. We I mean, the black, black and chicken, chicken is delicious. We did black and chicken po' boys too. They don't. They just want the. I don't know. It's just what that's what they go for. And a po' boy is really just a sandwich, right? Yeah. Just to yeah, be just clear for the audience. Well, you know, it's a lot of times we'll put some spicy mayonnaise on there, and I'm into that. You know, the, some of the more popular sandwiches are like the mufalada. Yeah. You know, that's a uh, that's a good that's a, a good one down <laughs> south, and. Uh, do you have a favorite dish that you like to make or or get when you're going Cajun? Well, I really like the crawdad. Um, they, they call it it's etouffee. Yeah, it's in delicious. most places, and uh, I really like that. And then uh, uh, I like uh, uh, blackened pork and blackened and blackened ribs a lot. And then the boils, the boils down south. And I'll tell you what, there's a. I mean, I use my spice for a, a boil, but mm -hmm. I bought one here. I can't remember what it was called, but. It's, I, I can't remember the name of it, but they have one here at the at the store, but it's pretty daggone good. It's, really? it's like I mean, I just put some of back in my hand and tasted it. It was like, wow, that's really <laughs> awesome stuff, you know? And uh, I, I just bought it like a week or so ago. I'm getting ready to use that in my, my next boil. Oh, we good. do sell boils too, but we just do the, uh, we just do shrimp and scallops, the redskins and the corn and the, the andouille <coughs> sausage. And that's okay. another thing too that's real popular uh, down south is is the andouille sausage, and everybody makes a little bit different. Then you got the the boudin, and uh, that's pretty popular. And there's one thing that they eat down south a lot too, is uh, they do that uh, nutra. You know, it's a it's a very large rodent. Well, oh, I've not nutra heard of it. And uh, I've had people ask if we sold nutra before, and you you can look it up online, but they're, they're supposed to be pretty tasty. Interesting. And, yeah, and, that's uh, crazy. And. Uh, you know, and then gator, of course. We have the fried gator and the gator gum. We sell a lot of fried gator. and It can get pretty pricey. And, uh, you know, people always ask, you know, well, what's gator taste like? Hey, it's a lot like a rattlesnake and crocodile, you know? <laughs> <laughs>
That's good. Uh, I'm sure everybody's an expert on that. And I, so. I, I, people always say uh, when I was doing food shows, I was doing black and chicken. They, yep. They go, is, uh, is that gator? I go, if anybody tells you that's gator, it's a crock, you know. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, we have we have a lot of fun at food shows, and and we we really enjoy the ones here. And uh, we did the IX Center, and uh, we had Guy Fietti come to our, <coughs> our booth, and he bought our bourbon sauce and our spice. And oh, I love that. All the way from Flavortown. Yeah, we were you – know, I, I actually thought they were going to call Columbus Flavortown for a while when all the rigmarole was That's going That's right. On. I forgot about that. And, uh, yeah, in hindsight, I kind of <laughs> wish I kind of wish they did because it's, uh, it's really a lot of things that started out in, uh, in Columbus. You know, even Wendy's, you know. Yeah, Dave Thomas, Dublin, Ohio. Dave Thomas used to come to the – one of the restaurants I was the executive chef at. Oh, no kidding. And uh, he had his outings there, his golf outings there. Actually, not a restaurant, but a country club. Yeah. But uh, Dave, was a, Dave was a really good guy, too. I love hearing that, too. And, you know, when you got your – the McDonald's brothers are kind of famous people in KOC. And I don't know, there was a little rigmarole with the McDonald's thing. But, at the, you know, at the end of life, uh, you know, the McDonald's brothers pretty much came up with the stuff. Somebody else just right. orchestrated the – yeah, Ray Kroc came over and yeah. Yeah, so made it yeah. what it is now. It's crazy. Yeah, and, uh, you know, all that money is going to charity. It's, it's all going to charity. I watched that film about 10 times, The Founder. Yeah. If anybody's in food service, they need to watch that. They need to you know, hear the history of the colonel and, and get Dave's book. I mean, those important, important books to, uh, to read. And then the other one that's uh, kind of a little more technical is uh, it's, uh, it's called The Reputation of the Cooking, which in French is Le Repertoire. De la cuisine, mm-hmm. but it's a it's a big thick uh, paperback book, and it's got a lot of people will call that the root of cooking. And you know the Acadians actually do come from France, you know, but the Acadian part of France. You know, and, and by the way, for the audience, I just looked this up while I was doing some of my research this week. The Acadians are what we now would know as like the Cajun people, correct? That's correct. You know, they got, uh, you know, I might be a little off on what I'm saying, but I'm. I'm I, they came to Newfoundland and Nova Scotia, mm-hmm. and they kind of got ran off out of there. And then the next thing you know, they ended up in floodland down in New Orleans, you know, and uh, they made it happen down there, you know. And oh, now, yeah. now they're famous everywhere in the world, you know. You love it. People say Cajun food, people get hungry. Any Cajun place opens up, they're, they're going to get busy. Just like the uh, Mexican restaurants, they open them up, they're busy. Oh, yeah, true. You know, they get busy. People love that kind of They love the, the different... Uh, Cultures, you know, they want, yeah. they want culture in their life, you know, and that's, that's what they want to spend their money on. I think that's what's been so fun for me of being at, here at Jungle Gyms, too, is that really it's an interesting, like, I I don't want to say I felt like the odd person out that was, like, the only, it, it, for a long time I felt in my life, I was one of the few people I knew that were really interested in, like, other cuisines. And now seeing it, I'm like, oh, I was so wrong. And everybody really loves it, When I come down it, here you know? to deliver sauce, I leave with carts full of exotic juices, exotic pop, and I resell them at my restaurant. He is a never great know. customer for us. Oh, I appreciate yeah. that, too. You never know what you're going to find down here. It's always something new. I bought so many utensils and knives and giant spatulas, <laughs> uh, giant <laughs> knives. You never know what you're going to find. I've seen the biggest watermelon in my life down here. Oh, yeah. You never know. And, and they had a, a full-size gator and, and, uh, on ice in the yeah. display case, and you could buy gator. a piece of that gator you know, you reserved a piece of that gator, and you came back and got it after they so cut cool. it up. Yeah. Yeah. You never know what so you're, you're going to find. Gonna, you're not going to find that anywhere. Won't see that at Kroger's. No, not at all. <laughs> uh, and on that, while well, I've got you in here, Jim, why don't you talk to me a little bit about I mean, I know we've talked about the Discoveries program overall, but, like, you know, in this regard, what, would the, what was it like for this month, for example, for sourcing this kind of stuff? Um, challenging. <laughs> Any, there's so many shortages and shipping problems and jar shortages and tens shortages so i've got some great brands that i just couldn't even bring in but uh we were able to put together a pretty nice program uh for the month there's a large display in both stores Mm -hmm. and there's a five block ad every week of the month through the first week in march some of the cool brands that i was able to bring to the table are camellia beans which are right out of new orleans savoys you were talking a little bit about ruse yeah i dare you to go look for rue in another store we <laughs> I have bought that savoy Roux yeah already. that is that is the premier rue out of uh, new orleans so the savoy line uh panola which is an all-time favorite ah and then here here's one of the big guns out there right now and the question is how do you pronounce tony Sacheries. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's all it's all over the place, but 
Uh, the best of my knowledge, it's Sasha. I call it Tony Krakos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got when you go on the internet and ask ask that question, it'll give you five different pronunciations. Yeah, you're like uh, Tony C, <clears throat> Mr. C. Tony C's. Yeah, I, I I've sold it for like forty years, and I used to call it Shasheries. Now I'm told it's Sa, just S A Sasheries. Um But we've got the full line of Tony Sasheries, and of course, my favorite sauce of all, Cajun Island, Nick's product line. Um, Chef Paul Perdomes is out there with the full line. Just right, an unbelievable girl. restaurant. Oh, oh yeah. God, I've been there. I had the rabbit. He's the Commander's Palace, um, right? Wasn't that the name of his place? Or am I thinking of a different restaurant down there? Oh, uh, gosh, I don't remember. But I remember it was the best filet mignon I ever had every time I went down there. It was just it, one of the things they use is um, they use like a stock pot. I was asking the waiter how the heck they made that steak so good. And they pour the stock right over top of the filet mignon. So they have a large stock pot. And a lot of the that sounds awesome. I came out of the restaurant industry, believe it or not. And a lot of the good chefs always had some type of a roux pot and a stock pot. They, they, they never threw this thing away. It was always back in the kitchen. Um, we've got the Zaps line of chips. Oh, I, let me jump in real fast. I got to give a shout out to my friend and incredibly <clears throat> talented artist, Carrie Newton. Uh, and you can follow her on Instagram, all this stuff, at Carrie Newton. But right before I started here, yeah. I got a call from her. And, you know, she and I had bonded over not just her art, but we're both food people, too. And she's just like, hey, Mark, have you ever had voodoo chips? And I was just like, no, I've never even heard of these. Uh, and then uh, she ended up mailing me this huge box of all kinds of voodoo chip flavors. And I was just like, whoa. I, and, I, you know, and then I realized at some point, I was like, oh, I think I've seen Zaps in New Orleans before. Yeah. I didn't realize, but not here. And then, of course, I start work. And the first thing I, one of the first things I ever did here was run across those. I was like, Carrie, we carry them at work in huge quantities. There's all <laughs> kinds of flavors. And... Um, to describe the the voodoo flavor is my personal favorite. Yeah. It's almost like a barbecue mixed with vinegar. One of the most amazing chips ever. I'm sorry. So you continue. No, I cool. just was incredibly excited about that part. Uh, <laughs> and a, a very amazing history with Zaps. Uh, they actually were destroyed by the storms many years ago. Whoa! That hit New Orleans and they rebirthed uh, in Pennsylvania. So they're actually not on New Orleans, but it's the same recipes. Uh, probably one of my favorite restaurants in the in the world, mm-hmm. Cafe du Monde. Yeah, <laughs> donuts and coffee along the river there. I mean, beignets. wow. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah beignets. beignets. Yeah, if you want to, you can't get beignets here. They, we can go they make sell the mix. The mix. They sell the I was mix. just gonna say, yeah, it's like it's amazing to me because like there is something magical about going to have a little co- a cup of coffee there right in the French Quarter. Get the beignet in there, but it's hard to get that experience in, in uh, Cincinnati gotta, or if you're just outside gotta, of New Orleans. You got to watch the video while they make the beignets. It's, oh. it's amazing. oh, the place is incredible. I so ha- cool. I, I, I have to digress. Please. The food show, a couple of us, me included, in a nice dark suit working down, walking the food show down there. And we go for breakfast. I want to see cafe. Jim in a suit, by the way. Yeah, you, you won't. I'm too fat. <laughs> I'm too fat to get in any of them. But. <laughs> we're all sitting at the restaurant and it's outside and windy and they bring a big plate of the beignets and the oh, powdered man. sugar is, is just blowing through the wind all over oh, yeah. us. All of a sudden we have sparkled black suits. So. <laughs> it looks like Tony Montana's <laughs> house out <laughs> here. Right that, uh, the coffee, the brand line of coffee. Oh, well. Yeah, I do. And the coffee is phenomenal. And we sell oh, yeah. with the chicory in it. Yeah, yeah, we sell tons of it. Now, and I got to say, as somebody who's been shopping for that coffee for like the last 20 years, uh, 20 years, probably 10 years, we always tend to, and I'm sorry to say this out loud, and I can edit it if you choose to after the fact, but we always have a way better price on it than anyone else. Oh, we buy it massively we buy pallets of it yeah. so most most stores don't buy the way we buy things. and it's also used a lot in vietnamese coffee if i'm not mistaken right? huge in the vietnamese culture you have to go back in history to a couple things first of all the the french had a major influence on on the vietnamese sure. culture and when the vietnamese came into the country they a lot of them came into the port of new orleans oh. so you had like a double culture exposure oh. there and it's actually really cool. Yeah, so I mean, because that's that's the the French area uh, down in that area for the U.S. But so when you're down there, there's a, a real cross section there of Cajun foods that sell to the Vietnamese community. It's kind of, an, and that's all through the different cultures. They're, they're also known for that spicy cinnamon. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, I have a cheater line I call Blue Runner, which is stuffs all made up in a can, but it actually sells very well. 
And if you don't want to go through the kind of work that Nick just did, you just pop the can open. You can eat it. A little cheat code. I'm into uh, that. A little cheat code. Uh, <laughs> C- Cajun Power is another authentic line out of uh, New Orleans. Is that the, the garlic sauce? They have. That is their number one. Is the gar- <sighs> it, talk it's about so a sleeper. It's a total sleeper. Yeah. But they make about 30 items, including a lot of meals, all made up in a jar. So you can have your, your, your uh, chicken stew already in a jar uh, oh. coming out of New Orleans. Um uh, Nick mentioned uh, Slap Your Mama. That's the Walker and Sons company. They've got a full, we got a full line from Slap Your Mama, the seasonings and the box mixes and everything else. Um, Louisiana Entrees is another huge feature we've got out there. Uh, Mama Papal's, which is uh, basically mostly candies coming out of New Orleans. Oh, I don't think I've tried any of the candies, actually. And so. uh, Aunt Sally's, which is basically all candy. Mama Papal's got a, a full line of uh, box mixes and seasonings and sauces, too. Uh, Aunt Sally's has uh, got the pralines, which they're famous oh. for. You guys get the, uh, the uh, King Pop, King Soda? The, the King, King Cake Soda? The King Cake mix is out there. Yep. And it's been hard to get. This year, I was able to get my hands on some. Some you years, got some of that king cake soda, in. yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's pretty tasty. Um, and we've got the hats and the beads and the horns and everything you need to have your Mardi Gras party. Yes, we are and the ma- and the mask. Which I put the mask back on for a second now that I've eaten plenty of food. Uh-huh. I feel like it's a good look for me. Hopefully, eyes wide shut. You know. <laughs> so. All of these items are on deal or in ad or running through the first week of March, so you've got plenty of time to grab them and have a party. Sure. Uh, yeah, well, I'm playing on I it. I noticed that coming through here over the years that uh, Jungle Gyms does beat a lot of the, uh, the chain uh, f- uh, food stores f- uh, for pricing. It just, uh, oh, we like to hear that. price gouger, that's for sure. He's uh, making uh, a minimal amount, but uh, he does a lot of business, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, it's absolutely incredible. Well, I love hearing that, too. It's always exciting when other people are excited about having their product in here. Sorry, I know I look crazy having this conversation. That's <laughs> okay. It's, uh, it's that time of year. We, you know, we have trouble taking you seriously I, either way. Yeah, that's very true. Well, I am wearing my chili pepper beads now, too. Hopefully we see you on a float down there next Tuesday. That would be amazing. Jungle, um, everyone, you hear that? I'm going on a float. <laughs> if, if Jungle's giving you rules to uh, buy by and live by, it's funny because usually one of the first things they'll all say is, well, have fun. Yeah, it's yeah, true. You know. And you know what? I got to say, they're, it, I'm living that lifestyle. They're very, it's been really cool for me because it's always fun stuff. Like like this week was just like, hey, Jim, what do you got for me on the Cajun side? Let's do something fun with Discoveries. You're like, I know a guy. We're going to bring him in, uh-huh. and he's bringing lunch. And I was like, well, this sounds yeah, perfect to me. I shouldn't have said free food. That locked the deal right there. Yeah, that's <laughs> one of my two favorite F words, <laughs> free and food, oh, to be clear for the audience. I wasn't real sure quick, where that was going. Quick pivot. <laughs> <laughs> that other one's safe for the kitchen. When yeah, exactly. When that's, yeah, that's the after hours podcast yeah. <laughs> that's awesome what a great lineup and what and and nick i'm more than appreciative of you bringing all this stuff by the way i just got into the jambalaya too oh, which good. sauce did you use in there because it's excellent oh well, i use the andouille sausage okay. and i also use a a, a, a pork sausage a, a spicy pork sausage that's uh it's a garlic sausage i use that in there and then we use the reaper and uh, now, a lot of times, if you go down south, they don't really have a tomato-based one, but yep. we actually use a little pizza sauce in there. Oh, interesting. Uh, more, more, you know, we, and we have the yellow color in ours, but, uh, and then uh, we use uh, a chipotle powder. Okay. And we use chili powder in there as well. It's same for the red beans. Yep. Uh, chipotle powder, chili powder, uh, uh, some chicken base, some reaper, blackened chicken juice. A lot goes into that. It's like... Uh, Cooking a lot of times is one thing's a mother to the other. You know what I sure. mean? Like you got a white sauce, you had tomato sauce, you got a mousseline and right. so forth. You got a hollandaise, you had tarragon to it, you got a bernays. You know, you you take our teriyaki, you add, you add some uh, charred spice, you got a sweet black, and you take some, add some uh, allspice and cinnamon and some uh, some more hot peppers, and you got jazzy jerk sauce, you know? Ooh, yeah. You take the sweet black, and you add the uh, whiskey and the amaretto, and you got black and bourbon sauce. I love it. One's a mother to the other, you know? It's just... It's a family I worked, affair. I worked at a, a, a restaurant, and we would always have, when we, they would only, they never serve the ends of the bread, but they would save them, and they use that ends of the bread to uh, make their, uh, the ciabatta bread to make their, uh, their uh, breading for their uh, uh, chicken parm and their veal parm, you know? Oh, And perfect. then they would take that uh, breading, and they would and put it into their meatballs, and then the, the meatball juice would go into the pot for the, 
with the bolognese and the nothing and the, went to waste. Sauce and, <laughs> yeah, right. It's Coming like, out of the restaurant, you have to have that juice. Nothing there. went to waste. To, uh, that juice is important, man. It's got to one's a mother to the other. Like it's where all the flavor thing. comes from. You oh, yeah. keep it in the family. I'm into it. Yeah, it's amazing. You have to have one thing to make the other, you know. And and uh, I worked some pretty fine Italian places. I was uh, uh, the chef at the Riviera up there in Columbus for a while. Oh wow, awesome! I put up I put up one heck of a display. We also made a dish back in the day. It was uh, it was a uh, uh, mustard chicken, but it was an uh, uh, hmm. shrimp we used to. But you would take in a flambe. Uh, sh- well, my favorite one was the shrimp. You'd flambe the uh, uh, shrimp with apricot brandy, saute and butter, mm-hmm. flambe them with the apricot brand- brandy. And they actually saw mustard here in the French section. It's called Motard de Mall from Pomeroy, France. Okay. Yeah. And you put that in there. We use a little bit of shrimp base in there. And then heavy cream, and you reduce it down. We put it over angel hair. So served with a couple lemon twists. You're buying the best. That's expensive. I won an award stuff. for that, but I don't. I don't serve it anymore. And yeah, and, it uh, sounds delicious. It also sounds like something that you could probably. I mean, obviously, once you have access to the ingredients, yeah. you could probably make pretty easily at home too. Oh yeah, yeah. Just uh, you just got to buy the ingredients, and uh, uh, you know, if anybody ever wants to call me up or text me, my phone number is uh, on the bottles of these sauces. You can call me up and. And uh, we'll we'll talk to you. You know, we'll. we'll I love you. that. Oh, I will definitely I, take you up. I on answer that. the phone, and I I also text people back. You know, just that's so cool. Yeah, that's the way it should be. I think that's really great because I, I you know I, my thought was I was like okay I know for me one of the things that always happens whenever I do an episode like this is that I try to make something themed on it. And then I usually don't bring it into work, but like I just try just to see because I'm a pretty good home chef. Um, but it's nice to know you're the first guest I've had that's offered to answer my texts yeah. at all. Even more importantly, it, relative people to ask cooking. me so many questions. They call me up and text me, ask me so many questions, and if I don't have an answer, I'll find it. You know, and yeah, that's really help great. People out, or where do we get product here, there, and you know, we even send. Uh, we even have somebody that orders our spice from Orleans, France. If you can yeah. believe that, oh, that's you know? amazing. And, uh, I think it cost me more to ship it than what they paid for it. But I, just, <laughs> I just do it because, hey, Orleans, France, right? <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Old Orleans, as it were. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep. That's, and that, that's how I know where the new came from, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, thanks for joining us, gents. I appreciate your time, and I've been drinking this sweet blackened sauce straight from the bottle since you came to visit. Now, if this sounds delicious to you listening, come on by, come see me here at the WJJI studio, and maybe more importantly, grab a bottle of Chef Nick's sauces from us here at the jungle. All right, everyone, another episode in the bank, baby. Great news. All right, coming up on the show, we've got some fun stuff for you. We've got a fun chat from a new set of eyes in international produce. We've got a condiments episode featuring the mustard man and a brand new hot sauce we're launching soon from Tannenbaum Foods. We've got tales from Italy and all kinds of fun information there and so much more. I want to thank you all for listening and subscribing. Thanks for watching the show. Of course, if you've got suggestions or thoughts, whatever, you just want to talk to me, send me an email at podcast at junglegyms.com. Or maybe you want to be on the show. Call me on our hotline, country code one, area code 513-674-6855, and leave me a voicemail and I'll hear you on the show. And on that, I'll see you out there in the aisles. The Jungle Gyms podcast is recorded in the WJJI studio inside Jungle Gyms International Market in Fairfield, Ohio. The Jungle Gyms podcast is produced and hosted by Mark Borison.